We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today for the Blessing from the Valley podcast. This is your host, Pastor Mark Brandon, and I want to thank you for joining us, and we hope and pray we can say something that will be a great encouragement to you today. I want to let you know that I'm sitting here in my office today doing this podcast, and I have my Bible open to the Gospel according to John chapter number 6. So we're going to look at a little uh, subject today and probably spend two or three episodes on this little thought. But uh, before I do that, uh, this is the Thursday before Father's Day. I just want to give a shout out to all of you fathers out there today. Uh, Say God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Uh, The older I get, the more uh, I appreciate and love and uh, just respect my dad. Uh, He was a father that uh, worked very, very hard. He always provided for his family. He was always there. You know, obviously, my father was a Christian. Uh, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, He and my mother uh, made sure that, uh, you know, we were faithful to church. Um, Now, my dad wasn't always uh, attending church. There was a time there that um, he struggled, like we all do. But, uh, you know, the thing I appreciate about my dad is is he got back. And, uh, you know, I think about my dad. uh, He was uh, the oldest boy of four brothers. And so I know... um, his brothers looked up to him uh, kind of like a father. Their father was gone a lot. My grandpa, he also traveled a lot, had to work out of state. And then, sadly, um, they, my grandmother and him got a divorce. And so my father was the oldest sibling in the house. And so they kind of looked up to him as a father. So, Dad, I just want you to know I love you and I appreciate you. Um, when I think about my dad, um, I can't help uh, but think about all the memories that we had hunting and fishing together. You're talking about gun safety uh, training courses today. I know they provide them through the public school. They provide them through the, you know, the Department of Natural Resources in each state. But I'm going to tell you, I had the best one ever. Uh, my father could have been uh, one of the best instructors on gun safety. He taught me how to hold a gun, how to handle a gun, uh, how to um, revere a gun. Uh, we hunted together all the time. He took great uh, detail and uh, safety uh, aspect of that and i appreciate it my dad was a great fisherman he was known in our area uh, as the the bass man i mean he caught a lot a lot of big smallmouth uh, in the area of hinton uh, west virginia on the new river so dad i just want you to know i love you i want you to have a wonderful weekend and i'm blessed that i am your son i want to look at uh, john chapter 6 today john chapter 6 verse 66 is kind of really what i want to deal with and then i want to kind of go back through the chapter and explain how we got there. But in verse 66, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Now, this is speaking, of course, of the Lord Jesus Christ. They walked no more with him. Now, what happened? Here's what's amazing about this chapter. It's absolutely jam-packed with some good stuff. Now, the beginning of the chapter, if we read it and we know it, it's the feeding of the 5,000, where the Lord took that little lad's lunch and blessed it, multiplied it, fed 5,000 people with it. So what a, what an amazing miracle that took place. But then we find that there, you know, and obviously there was a large crowd. There was over 5,000 following him because they had fed him. So he had a large crowd. And we find in verse 22 through verse 40 that people 
are um, we kind of find out what their motives are. Why are they following him? Why are they gathering around him? And so motives come out in verse 26 and verse 27. If you'll notice with me here, here's what the Bible says. Um, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. So in other words, now he's saying the reason you've been following me is what you can get from me, physically what you can get from me. So understand, he realized their heart. He realized their motives. They were following him, but they were only following him for what they could get out of him. That required no sacrifice. You understand what I'm saying? So we're, we're now seeing, yes, there was a large crowd, and but now at the end of the chapter, most of the crowd is gone. So don't misunderstand me. I, I want crowds. I've said this many times. I'd rather preach to 200 than to two. I'd rather have a church of, you know, 300 than three. You know, we're having vacation Bible school this week. Uh, we've had large crowds. Um, a preacher texted me earlier today, and we were talking, and I just told him we we're in vacation Bible school. And I said this to encourage him. We're having larger crowds of children this year in our VBS than we have in previous years. So that's a great blessing. And, and so, but poor crowds. And by the way, going through pandemic, the pandemic, there were many days that I walked to this church and I did do that. I walked to the church every Sunday during the pandemic when I was coming here to come to an empty building to just talk to people through a camera. I walked here every Sunday. I did that for two, two and a half months. And I'll be honest, it did something, you know, it, when, when our church was able to have people in it again, I've never been critical of the noise the children makes because I know what it's like for them not to be there. So, you know, I'm for crowds, but in as I read the Bible, to be quite honest with you, and I don't know of a pastor that's, that doesn't want bigger crowds, and we live in a church age where we're trying to emphasize and draw crowds, but I've noticed as I'm reading through the Gospels of the Lord Jesus Christ, he really didn't. He really did not really make a big deal about large crowds. Read the Gospels. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He never really made a big deal about the big crowds. But I'll tell you right now, he had some big attendance days. Obviously, while he's sitting here preaching and teaching, people get hungry. He had to feed 5,000 people. So obviously, he had big attendance days. Listen to me here and listen very clearly. It was 12 men that turned the world upside down. And inside of the 12, there was a core group. Peter, James, and John. It was even really that even did more. So all I say that to encourage you. Yes, sometimes we get discouraged because of crowds or the lack of crowds. The Lord never did. He used 12 men to turn the world upside down for him. So notice he lost a big crowd in this chapter. Now, what was the change? And I guess that's what I want to make emphasis of this podcast. What was the change from the beginning of the chapter where there was 5,000 people following him? And then if we continue to read, and in verse 66, we find here that most of the crowds left. So what happened? Well, first of all, I want to say we know how fickle people are. You say, well, Pastor Mark, how do you know how fickle people are? Because I know how fickle I am, right? Oh, how fickle, how fickle people can be. I mean, notice, if we look through this chapter, in verse 15, in verse 15, they say, hey, we want to make him our king. 
Now, that's, that's quite a praise. But then in verse 41, the Bible says they're murmuring against him. So they're talking about, about him. So just in a few minutes, a few verses, they're wanting to make him king. He's a hero. Next thing you know, they're talking about, about him. And then verse 52, the Bible says they're stro- they, they have strophes. In other words, now they're having an all-out verbal warfare towards him. And then in verse 66, everybody's left the building. <laughs> so what's happened in just a few hours? And I think we can look at this and gain some insight and realize where did the crowd go? Now, I want to make this application, and then I'll close this podcast out today just as introductory thoughts, looking at where did the crowd go. It is one thing to follow the Lord Jesus Christ when everything is great. It is easy to follow him in exciting days when the crowds are big, everybody's there, there's an excitement there. We, we understand that it's, 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 it's something easy to do when the sun is shining, when everything seems great, and it don't cost much to serve him or to follow him. But it is a total different, it is a totally different, another thing entirely when you're following Jesus, when it requires a sacrifice. Then you know it's real. See, and that's what he was trying to get these people to understand. You're only following me for what you can get from me. You enjoyed the food. It fed your bellies. It filled your bellies. But he was trying to get them to understand that if you're going to follow me, it's going to take more than what you can just get from me. So we're getting down kind of now to where did the crowd go? So, you know, the people are thinning. And we want to look at why. And because I believe if we look and find out the reasons why, then I think that will help us to make some decisions in our life, put some principles in our life to help us not to go away. And uh, the crowd went away. And we, we're living in a day where the crowds are going away. And, you know, obviously I want crowds, but not only do I want crowds, I want folks that really, truly uh, are wanting to follow the Lord, serve the Lord. And so I think that's what he's trying to say here, where it's real to them. It's real. Now, look, we're all sinners. We all make mistakes, but we ought to have a desire to serve the Lord. And when I talk about crowds, I think our movement for years, we were all about numbers, you know, but we not, we need to get away from the thought of just numbers just because it's, you know, there's more, it's better. That's not necessarily true. We need to start looking at people as souls and each individual person is someone that Jesus died for and loves individually. So I know people can get lost in crowds, but I think as Christians, we ought to be, we ought to be interested in the individual. God bless you. Tune in next time. Have a great day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.